Hello and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please feel free to share it with all of your friends. This episode, Sports Takes with Trey Blossman and myself, Tommy Chrysan. We'll take a look at some LSU football, some NFL, NBA, and of course we got some college hoops talk, some MLB, a lot of sports takes from Trey and TK today. Hey, don't forget, coming up later this week, we're rolling into the month of March. How about that? A new podcast, which will appear each and every Wednesday, Chin Music, all about Major League Baseball. That's right, Chin Music, Major League Baseball with Rick Robinson and myself. That comes later this week. Also later this week, we'll have an LSU football update for you with the Tigers starting spring practice on Saturday, March 7th. Lots of good stuff talking sports with TK. We're going to hear a quick message about Anchor and how you can do your own podcast, have some fun, make some money. Then we'll come back. We'll be joined by Trey Blossman for Sports Takes right here. Stay tuned. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next? last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We continue with Sports Takes with Trey and TK. Mr. Trey Blossom going to join us in just a minute. We got a bunch of good things to go over for you today as we roll into the month of March. Uh, Time flies when you're having fun. Trey Blossman, hello. How are you doing today? Doing great, Tommy. Glad to hear that. Uh, quick couple of notes on LSU football. Coach Ed Orgeron's Tigers will begin spring practice this coming Saturday, March 7th. And it was formally announced that the spring game, which we already knew would be played at Southern University, A.W. Mumford Stadium, due to the work on the field in Tiger Stadium. It'll be Saturday, April 18th. They've announced a 12 noon kickoff. And the spring game will be on ESPN2. I guess when you win the national title, your spring game gets on ESPN2 uh, on a Saturday in April. But going to be an interesting spring practice for Coach O and the Tigers. They've got a lot of talent to replace. But I'm one who believes they have talent ready to step up. Well, that's the big question, Tommy. And as I look to spring football for LSU, there are two things that I'm going to be looking at hard. Number one, I'm very anxious to see who emerges at linebacker uh, other than Damone Clark, who I think is ready to be a, a impact player, all SEC type performer. I think we've seen enough in him to know that. But can Marcel Brooks, who's really a safety, he's under 200 pounds. Is he ready to take over a linebacker role here? And as I've mentioned previously, I'm very curious to see what Micah uh, Baskerville can do. But uh, the number one question for me is who emerges as the linebackers for this Tiger defense? The second question for me is, is Miles Brennan ready for the big time? Yeah, that'll be two key points. I agree with you completely uh, with your take there, because that's going to be, there's going to be a lot of things to look at. That's probably the two most prominent things 
that we'll look at. And as we go forward with sports takes with Trey and TK, uh, we'll get get some uh, thoughts and observations on the LSU spring football practice. We remind you of listening to Sports Takes, Trey Blossman, Tommy Christ, and with you, please feel free to share this podcast with your friends. Trey, let's talk some NFL. I think the biggest thing now in the talking season or the off season, we're a couple of weeks away from the business calendar flipping over on the NFL, and that's when some free agency airplanes that are flying around are going to start to land. The quarterback position, Tom Brady, I I've said for a while, I don't think he's going back to the Patriots. And now some of the national guys are starting to, who thought he would return to the Patriots are saying no. Talk today to Teddy Bridgewater, Saints backup, may end up in Tampa. They're not happy with Jameis Winston. You know, you got Phillip Rivers. I mean, you got a lot of things flying around uh, quarterback-wise in the NFL. I think the next couple of weeks for NFL fans are going to be quite interesting. Well, certainly, Tommy, and the Tom Brady question, what happens to him is a big one for me. As you know, I'm a longtime Patriots fan, well before the Tom Brady era. But as a Patriot fan, if you didn't learn to love Tom Brady over the last 15 years, you're you're not watching the games, obviously. This weekend, Patriots wide receiver Julian Edelman was at the Syracuse-North Carolina basketball game with Brady. And he indicated that Brady was going to return to the Patriots, but Brady remains non-committal. Uh, I, I think he should come back. I think it would damage his legacy if he were to leave. Uh, but I'm not him, and we'll we'll see what happens. He certainly is a wealthy enough man that he doesn't have to make a decision based on income. He can do what he wants to do and go where he wants to go and. You know, Tommy, maybe he feels like he wants to prove he can win outside of the Belichick system. I agree. And, uh, you know, obviously Edelman would want him to come back because then, you know, that would be good for Edelman. But, you know, a lot of posturing going on. But, you know, deadlines have a way of making things happen. And the closer we get to to March 18th and March 13th, which is a key day in the free agency thing, and then the business calendar, uh, the new year starts for the NFL on March 18th. You know, you got the Dak Prescott story in Dallas. I think he returns to the Cowboys uh, in my opinion, but you know, with Brady and everybody else, you just don't know. And obviously Drew Brees has said he's going to return it in a wall in saints. So that's kind of off the table for right now, but certainly lots of things flying around uh, amongst all of the NFL info. Well, you know, uh, in addition to Brady, you got Phillip rivers hanging out there and that's a mighty good quarterback. Now, he has shown some age in the last couple of years. He's not at all mobile, but he does have a quick release. He can throw from different arm angles, and he could help a team if the team was good enough that all they needed was improved quarterback play. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be curious to see what happens all around, Tommy. Yeah, but with the description of quarterback changing due to Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson, I mean, you know, these guys are being successful and they're sustaining their success, which is part of the key. I don't know that Phillip Rivers, unless that, like you said, that team that just needs to improve quarterback play because they have some other pieces to the puzzle, you know, we'll see what happens. But it's going to be fun, and we're certainly going to keep an eye on it here on Sports Takes with Trey and TK. Trey, it was announced that Tony Romo, 
going to make $17 million a year as a sportscaster at CBS, football announcer, largest contract in history for a sportscaster. Uh, but you, you, you always follow the money. You know, the negotiations are probably underway or soon to be underway for the new television rights contract with the NFL, which comes up in about a year and a half. But that's not a contract you, you start talking about on Monday and figure it out Friday. That's going to take many months to cross the T's and dot the I's on that one. But Tony Romo, uh, I think he's as good of an announcer as I've heard and seen. And, and uh, he has locked down with CBS for quite a while. Tony Romo is the best color commentary guy in the history of NFL football broadcasting. Wow. It's a lot of money. I understand that. I can't believe any NFL player would be put off by that contract. That shows how stupid some of them are. And I've heard some of them being critical of it, that he shouldn't make that much money announcing. If not for the TV money, they don't make the salaries that they make as players, Tommy. They need they need the best TV broadcasts there are. And if CBS thinks Tony Romo is worth $17 million, then Tony Romo is worth $17 million. I've never heard anybody else that can predict plays like he can. Probably the next best guy ever, and he did radio, not TV, was Coach Hank Stram. Right. He he knew what was coming as well. And look, when you have a guy telling you what the team's getting ready to run, that's good stuff for a color commentator. I I think you've made an outstanding point. Your take on the fact that these players who are being critical of this, they're showing their stupidity, okay? Because when the new TV rights contract comes out and the owners get more money, The players get a percentage of that money, and I know that's all in the collective bargaining agreement discussions right now. That's flying around still as well. Um, They they just don't get it, you know, if you make a comment that you think he's being paid too much. That just shows their stupidity and their lack of business sense and their lack of an acumen for what's really going on in the profession that they're involved in. Exactly. Yeah, it's uh, it amazes me sometimes when I hear what these guys say. Yeah, it's like sometimes, you know, you, you don't have to be real stupid because when you talk, everybody already knows you're real stupid. <laughs> you, you know, you're broad, well, you're so, broadcasting it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're putting a neon sign on your forehead, you know. But anyway, lots of stuff flying around the NFL with the collective bargaining agreement and all this quarterback stuff. Uh, Saints kind of flying under the radar right now. Uh, you know, they're kind of set. So we'll see what happens with all of that. You're listening to Sports Takes with Trey Blossman and Tommy Christ. And please feel free to share this podcast with your friends. It's available on all the major platforms. Just search for Talking Sports with TK. All right, Trey, NBA. Pelicans lose to the Lakers. Uh, they got a, a winnable game on Tuesday night against Cleveland. Uh, lots of NBA MVP talk. And we're getting a little closer to playoff time. Uh, albeit still a strong uh, five, six weeks away for the NBA. As always, you follow the NBA a lot more than I want some of your thoughts and observations. Well, it was a very good game between the Lakers and the Pelicans last night, Tommy. The Pelicans fell behind a considerable margin twice in the game, came back both times to take a lead. They lost the game uh, 
by eight points. They were outscored by 10 points in the fourth quarter. The reason they lost the game is they put up only 19 points in the fourth quarter. If you look at their line score, 33-28-34-19. Teams just not quite ready to compete at the highest levels against teams like the Lakers. LeBron James had a triple-double last night, 34 points, 12 rebounds, 13 assists. Zion Williamson put up 35 points for New Orleans, seven rebounds. He continues to impress, but you could see by watching that game after the Lakers getting spanked at Memphis the previous night, that game meant a lot to LeBron James to get back on the winning side, and he was not going to lose. You know, when you got a player as great as LeBron, and granted, I'm not a fan. I don't like him at all. I think he's stupid, uneducated. He speaks out way too much, but I have tremendous respect for his skill as a basketball player. Last night was one of those games where he just refused to lose, and he uh, did what he needed to do to get his team a win. But I saw a lot of things in the Pelicans in the loss that I was happy with, Tommy. And I, I said in our last podcast, I am so much looking forward to watching the Pelicans every game. I wish they played every single night. I, I miss them when they don't play. But Lonzo Ball, I've stated previously, recently, that I never liked him, and it was because of his father. He's separated from his father now. I love Lonzo Ball as a player. He throws 60-foot passes just off the fingertips of defenders into the hands of teammates ready to make a dunk or a layup. It's amazing. Uh, I love the speed at which he plays the game. I'm going to start calling it ball speed. It's a warp speed. He plays. He's the fastest point guard I think I've ever seen. He moves quickly with the ball in his hand. He gets a lot of layups. He's improved his three-point shooting. He's just a fun to watch, Tommy. And he and Zion are developing a very special chemistry. And uh, they're going to be fun to watch moving forward. Last night, Brandon Ingram had a subpar game. And that's a big reason that we didn't win. But look, you can't go out there and put up 28 or 30 points every night. It's just not going to happen. The uh, Pelicans had a horrible night shooting from behind the arc last night. Three-point shooting was very poor, and the result was a loss. But it was an exciting game to watch and a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. And I think the future's bright for the Pelicans. Uh, you know, and I've heard some people, you know, they're a couple games out of that eighth spot in the Western Conference now to, to secure a playoff spot. And I heard a few people comment, ah, no sense in them making the playoffs. that They'll get beaten the first round by the Lakers. I'm thinking, so what? You so got what? Making yeah. the playoffs is a step in the right direction. And if you get beat by 25 points, four straight games in the playoffs, so what? You've been there. You've done that. You've tasted it a little bit. You've got that experience. I mean, uh, I, I can't understand why would somebody say we don't want to go to the playoffs because we're going to get beat. Hey, Chaminade beat Virginia and Ralph Sampson when nobody thought it would happen. So you never know what could happen uh, in it. And uh, I think if you can get in the playoffs, you need to absolutely get in the playoffs. Especially after losing 13 games in a row early in the season, Tommy. That would be a phenomenal thing to do. Look, I'll show you how much respect this team has. They were going to be a one-and-a-half-point underdog last night 
and then it was announced that Anthony Davis wasn't going to play. It swung to New Orleans at tip-off, was a two-point favorite against the team with the best record in the NBA. You know, the Lakers, good, yeah. the Lakers are not often an underdog to anybody, Tommy. Right. No, I agree with that. So uh, uh, NBA going to get more interesting as the weeks go by. You're listening to Sports Takes with Trey Blossman and Tommy Chrysan. Major League Baseball, spring training, full speed ahead. I'm watching the Cardinals and the Twins now from, from down in Florida. Uh, regular season's uh, just over three weeks away. Still no report on the Boston Red Sox scandal thing. That's a little confusing to me, but uh, I'm keeping my eye on baseball, and I know you are as well. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I'm mostly keeping my eye on the Cardinals, and uh, I'm I'm ready for opening day. I, I'm ready for them to uh, <laughs> line them up between little, the stripes and get going. A little bit more than three weeks away. All right, Trey, do you have any closing comments here on this uh, episode of Sports Takes? Well, only to echo what – I've said the last couple of segments that we've done relative to college basketball, man, is it wide open. There continue to be surprises. Uh, every Saturday with the full schedule, that's three or four big surprises. Wednesdays and Thursday nights where there's a whole bunch of games, there's just surprises. It, you think a team is rounding into form and then they lose a game. You know, interesting game tonight, North Carolina State at Duke. North Carolina State ran Duke out of their home gym in Riley, Raleigh, as the people up there say, <laughs> just a few weeks ago. So how does Duke come out and respond to getting their doors blown off by NC State tonight when they rematch? I- I'm curious to see that. All right, Trey, we'll do this again later in the week. Talk a little bit more about LSU football with the spring practice starting. You have a wonderful day, sir. Yes, sir. Well, hey, and by the way, Justin Jefferson, one of the big winners at the Combine. Yeah, sure was. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about the Combine later this week. Good, Tommy. Thank you. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.